Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It's Thursday, June 6th. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, again, we uh, get to read your scripture and we ask, Lord, for your wisdom, for your blessing, for your guidance, and uh, for your insight as well as we try to ravel this text and, uh, and see what it means for our lives today as well as for our communities at large. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, this is fun. Today we're doing the International Children's Bible, the ICB. I- ICB, yes. And I personally am very curious as to how anyone can go about making this chapter appropriate for children. So we'll find out. How how watered down is it? Is it watered down to the point where it's meaningless or is it not appropriate for children? We will find out. Subheading, Israel needs a change of heart. Listen to this funeral song that I sing about you, people of Israel. Israel has fallen. It will not rise up again. It was left alone in the land. There is no one to lift it up. This is what the Lord God says. If 1,000 soldiers leave a city, only 100 will return. If 100 soldiers leave a city, only 10 will return. This is what the Lord says to the nation of Israel. Come to me and live, but do not look in Bethel. Do not go to Gilgal, and do not go down to Beersheba. The people of Gilgal will be taken away as captives, and Bethel will become nothing. Come to the Lord and live. If you don't, he will destroy the descendants of Joseph as a firewood. The fire will burn, but there will be no one to put it out for Bethel. You change the justice of the courts into something unfair. You reject what is right. God is the one who made the star groups Pleiades and Orion. He changes darkness into the morning light, and he changes the day into the dark night. He calls for the waters of the sea to pour out of on the earth. The Lord is his name. He destroys the protected city, and he ruins the strong-walled city. You hate those who speak in court against evil, and you hate those who tell the truth. You walk on poor people. You force them to give you grain. You have built fancy houses of cut stone, but you will not live in them. You have planted beautiful vineyards, but you will not drink the wine from them. It is because I know your many crimes. I know your terrible sins. You hurt people who do right. You accept money to do wrong. You keep the poor from getting justice in court. And such times the wise man will keep quiet because it is a bad time. Try to do good, not evil. Then you will live. And the Lord God of heaven's armies will be with you, just as you say he is. Hate evil and love good. Be fair in the courts. May the Lord God of heaven's armies, maybe the Lord God of heaven's armies will be kind to the people of Joseph who are left alive. This is what the Lord, the Lord God of heaven's armies, says. People will be crying in all the public places. They will be saying, oh no, in the streets. They will call the farmers to come and weep. They will pay people to cry out loud for them. People will be crying in all the vineyards. This is because I will pass among you to punish you, says the Lord. Subheading the Lord's Lord's Day of Judging. How terrible it will be for you who want the Lord's Day of Judging to come. Why do you want that day to come? It will bring darkness for you, not light. It will be like a man who runs from a lion and meets a bear. It will be like him going into his house and putting his hand on the wall, and the snake bites him. 
So the Lord's day of judging will bring darkness, not light. It will be a time of sadness, not joy. The Lord says, I hate and reject your feasts. I cannot stand your religious meetings. You offer me burnt offerings and grain offerings, but I won't accept them. You bring the best fellowship offerings, but I will ignore them. Take the noise of your songs away from here. I won't listen to the music of your harps, but let justice flow like a river. Let goodness flow like a never-ending stream. People of Israel, you did not bring me sacrifices and offerings while you traveled in the desert for 40 years. But now you will have to carry with you your king, the false god Sakuth, and Kaiwan, your idol, and the idols of your other star gods you have made. This is because I will send you away as captives beyond Damascus, says the Lord. His name is God of heaven's armies. Subheading, Israel will be destroyed. How terrible it will be for you who have it easy in Jerusalem. How terrible for you who live on Mount Samaria and feel safe. You think you are important people of the best nation in the world. The Israelites come to you for help. Go look at the city of Kalna. From there, go to the great city, Hamath. Go down to Gath of the Philistines. Are you better than those, these kingdoms? Are their lands larger than yours? You put off the day of punishment, but you bring near the day when you can do evil to others. You lie on beds decorated with ivory. You stretch out on your couches. You eat tender lambs and fatted calves. You play your harps. Like David, you compose songs on musical instruments. You drink wine by the bowlful. You use the best perfumed lotions, but you are not sad over the ruin of Israel, Joseph's descendants. So you will be some of the first ones taken as slaves. Your feasting and lying around will come to an end. The Lord God made this promise. The Lord God of heaven's armies says, I hate the pride of the people of Israel. I hate their strong towers. So I will let the enemy take the city and everything in it. At that time, there might be 10 people left alive in a house, but they will also die. A relative and one who is to prepare bodies for burial may come to get the bodies. One of them will take the bodies out to burn them. He will call to the other and ask, Are there any other dead bodies with you? That person will answer, No. Then the one who asked will say, Hush, we must not speak the name of the Lord. The Lord has given the command, The large house will be broken into pieces, and the small house will be broken into bits. Horses do not run on rocks. People do not plow rocks with oxen. But you have changed fairness into poison. You have changed what is right into something wrong. You are happy that the town of Lodabar was taken. You say, we have taken Karnam by our own strength. The Lord God of heaven's armies says, Israel, I will bring a nation against you. It will bring trouble for you from Labo Hamath in the north to the valley south of the Dead Sea. So, I think that I think it's excellent. Uh, it wasn't but, very childlike, really. No. It was very similar to the other translations. Well, I that's thought. because it's a it's a translation rather than a paraphrase. So, like Eugene's version, the message is actually a paraphrase. So he will take the liberty of reading the text, trying to get the, the main thought of it, and expressing as close as he can the idea of the text. Whereas the International Children's Bible is actually using the manuscript and trying to use language that would be simple enough that a kid could get it, and so they weren't they'll be faithful to it. So it's pretty okay. good. It's pretty good. All right, here's a question for today. How does um, our understanding of God as a source of justice influence how we live and act in the world? Hmm. I think that when I, when I look at the text here, and again, and I'm just going to read this one verse that I thought was pretty fantastic again. It's the 
uh, chapter 5, verse 15, where he says, hate evil and love good. And it's actually a, a, a common phrase that he will he will bring up all the time and, and to, he wants us to live. He says, be fair in the courts. Maybe the Lord God of heaven's armies will be kind to all people of Joseph who are left alive. Um, I think that Amos is, is pulling us through this, this passage and story in time here to say, look, there is, God is saying, he is a God of justice. Amos is saying, sorry, that God is a God of justice, and he wants you to be a people who are of justice and who are righteous in this stuff. But he also wants you to to live this way in, in a way that actually makes sense to all those around us rather than just just to those you think you should be doing it. Well, so. and here's the interesting thing right now, especially this context, the world in which we live, the times in which we live, is I think that generally speaking, we're having a very hard time agreeing on what justice even is. We don't, we don't all have the same idea of what justice is. Nobody can isn't come to agreement de- on that. Isn't that the debate about justice all the time, though? I guess. I think, I mean, I'm just noticing in particular right it's now. Like but yeah, becoming, I think, it's becoming, I think hard, is it becoming harder? Well, and it's easy. We say, oh, God wants us to do justice. Well, what is that? Yeah. How, how are you doing? How do you know that you're doing justice? Well, yeah. Um, and what does that justice river of justice look like yeah. that we talked about yesterday? Yeah. I think so. And I, I think at the same time, I think sometimes it becomes very clear to us and we close our eyes to it or we're blind to it because we, we want to be because it actually requires us to to change something or to... Well, and is a river of justice the same thing as a river of mercy? Well... Because uh, I, I often think justice and mercy are part are the same thing in a way. If justice is giving somebody what they deserve, then maybe what they deserve is mercy. Yeah. Well, so, that's the beauty of who God is. I'm glad he's the judge and he's the one who dishes out the grace he's not and mercy. the judge in the sense that we actually have to develop policies for how we deal with things. Mm-hmm. We have to vote. We have to take mm-hmm. action in the world and figure out some way to try to make the world equitable for as many people as possible. It is complex. And I don't think we do a very good job of that. I mean, it's astonishing how poor. No, it is. It is. It is, it is deeply complex. I agree. And it seems to be getting worse. Yeah. And I don't think that the church, the Christian church, is doing much to address that at all, if anything. Yeah, um, I, I think I think part of that is also because of the separation in most countries between Christianity and and governments and states and stuff. And so there is. What well, doesn't mean that we can't line. speak? It means that there is we no can. official church, but we still have a voice. I and mean, we should we should speak up for justice. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I just kind of I wonder. You know, we were talking earlier in the week about spending a lot of time arguing over worship styles. Mm. I mean, maybe we do that because we're afraid of arguing over justice things that really matter, that could make a difference and that have big implications that would make people angry with us. You know, oh, yeah. people get angry with you over worship, but you can kind of... You can fly Nobody really that. important is going to get angry with you about that. But what would be... They're what not going to put you in yeah. Guantanamo Bay, Cuba over yeah. your worship style, unless, you know, it's Islam or something, perhaps. I don't know. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, th- yeah. I wonder if we just constantly, because we like the feeling of being busy and of doing something. So we focus on things well, that yeah, don't I matter. Th- I think so it's actually, I think it's easier, I think it's easier to, to deal with these things and to fight about these things or to be passionate about these things than to deal with the real issues that God is calling us to sometimes. Um, well, let me repeat the question one more time. How does an understanding of God as a source of justice influence how we live and act in the world? Think about that. Talk about it with your friends and family today. Look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. 
Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other, and live love. Thank you.